You are now listening to the Beat Bodega, a music podcast. Music and talk for all you bitches. Enjoy. All right, we're on, guys. Happy day after uh, Martin Luther King Day. Uh, respect to Dr. King. Um, and uh, we're, uh, we're recording. How you guys doing? Fantastic. Up, How are you? I'm good. It's the day after Martin Luther King Day. What right. did I say? By, by the way. What did I say? Happy Martin Luther King Day. I said, I said, no, I think it, no, he said, day oh, after. you did. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, wow, I didn't hear that part. Which, yeah. which is, which is Tuesday. I was like, you threw me back. You threw me back. It's like, no, no. man, why did I go to work today? No, respect to the king. Respect to the king. I'm going to be down. Yeah. Did you just make a Run DMC reference? Yes, I did. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. So. Right, this is the the second part to our remix episode. Uh, last week we did uh, dance remixes, and uh, today we're doing hip hop remixes, um, and RB and RB. <laughs> so guys, hater. Well, so we attempted to record yesterday, and twice I skipped over the RB portion of Gilbert's song. So, yeah. and then uh, su- and, and surprisingly. Surprisingly, when I spoke of, of he who shall, she not, who shall not be named, then the recording just froze. Yeah, and the, you're gonna fucking you do it. You brought again. that up again. About, about the uh, the I remix. don't know who she who must be not be named. No, 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 he, no he, 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 he oh. who should not be named. Voldemort. No, no the, <laughs> the, the remix to ignition. Yeah, the piss on you remix. I'm gonna piss oh, on you. Oh, we it's it's drip, it's drip, not drip. okay to talk about that guy. Not okay. No. How come we could talk about Michael? No, no. It, it, alleged. It, we we didn't use this. It's <laughs> alleged. We haven't put Michael on a track yet on a on a playlist yet. We haven't. No. We on our show we have not put a Michael Jackson song. I know. We you have. know what? He was on my my eighties. Yeah, uh, say, say 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 oh, say say. True. Yeah, but but that's a duo. That and count. and and it was a, <laughs> Paul McCartney's wholesome. Ba- yeah, he balanced, he balanced it out. <laughs> and it was alleged. It about is alleged. Michael. Yeah, it was never confirmed. Yes, he he won court, but. Uh, we, yeah, we, so we, well, not, 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 let's walk away from this. Yeah, not R. Kelly. R. Kelly did not walk away from it. I wasn't gonna say R. Kelly. <laughs> it's he should, should, should not be named. So uh, that's it's a it. shame he's a pariah in the in the hip hop R and B community. Like in, right? in life, in life, life. Oh man, yeah. it's a shame because Ignition Remix is great and Fiesta Remix and the Space Song, the Space Jam song. But that wasn't a remix. No, but, but we were. I was oh, legit. Whether I, I, I was going to put Ignition Remix on this on my list, and Fiesta Remix on my list. That was you, a great song. You you know what? If you would have put it, how many people would have heard it and jammed in their car? You know they would have. And then if they walked by somebody, I mean, they they drove by somebody, Man, they'd lower it. The, the views expressed by Carlos do it's not reflect. Right. <laughs> Where do you draw that line, right? Like, there's so many artists that that are. Well, I think if you piss on somebody, like, I think that's Bill where the line is. Yeah, well, died. Yeah, yeah. How much shit did he make that we love? You know, right. like where? How do you? How do you separate, separate the? Man? Yeah, separate the artist from the uh, from, from the, the from crime the man or the woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's well, tough, man. But when you make a video I, of pissing on somebody, that that that, yeah. that, that oh, happens. How, you know, I looked for that, and <laughs> it, it didn't really look like R. Kelly. I couldn't tell, man. It just looked like any normal P video out there. Uh, okay. You know, I, I couldn't. It was uh, you couldn't tell who it was. And so. that's how we start like, off the remix episode. I mean, don't get me wrong. 
I still watched it, but so uh, <laughs> so Gilbert, the views expressed by Eric, yeah, uh, <laughs> are not that of people. They got as affiliates. But right. I think she was of age, the one in the video, right? No, because that was probably. Oh no, that was. <gasps> Did I just admit to a fucking crime? Yeah. It, it, it wasn't Again, that one. It was a bootleg video. It Gilbert, <laughs> Gilbert, the views expressed by Eric. <laughs> all right, slippery, slippery slope, my friend. Right. Slippery slope. Yeah. Oh, day, God. day after a revered gentleman and the day before an inauguration, this is how we're starting. God damn it. <laughs> well, Eric, what's this What's this uh, podcast sponsored? <laughs> what? Pedophilia. No, that, oh, that, was, no. that was the Shabadoo show. No, was, no, no, it wasn't, no. It wasn't that one. No. That was the one about rape. <laughs> there was no episode about rape. <laughs> oh gosh. All right. All right. And this is guys, if anybody's anyway. willing to spon sponsor this amazing podcast. <laughs> Ozone. If they ever they're afraid to come around here because we might rape them. No, no, it's not okay. I'm I'm messing around. Let's let's get serious. I this is not not funny. I mean, I don't know. I don't even. Know. Just shut up. Just shut up. Just shut All up. right. So, um, this uh, this list was put together by Gilbert and I. So he picked eight. I picked eight. Um, so I'm gonna read read through the list as we normally do, and then uh, then we'll go around the horn. Um, and then uh, Eric will remain quiet for the remainder of the well, podcast. Yo, hey, listen, I, I got to thank the the method of DJ Gilbert because when, when we first, when Carlos first brought up this show, I was like, man, honestly, I don't know hip hop or R&B remixes. But at, I, as I listened to the, the playlist you created, Carlos, I know all these songs because these are Gilbert's like, bangers like when he plays these people go nuts like a lot of the songs that i recognized on here i were like you know those are his go-to those are his staples absolutely and the yeah. crowd goes wild whenever he plays them and when i say crowd especially our friends <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right let's get this started so uh <clears throat> we're just gonna run down the list lo cool j i shot you the remix with keith murray prodigy fat joe and foxy brown uh, Nas Made You Look, uh, the remix with Jadakiss and Ludacris. E-40, ooh, <laughs> tell me where to go uh, with Kanye West, Ice Cube, and the game. By the way, I will stop to make that Eric finally knows why we make that noise every time ooh. we talk about E-40. <laughs> exactly. I, I, couldn't I, I couldn't stop laughing as I'm listening to the Because <laughs> he does it a lot. Yeah. Yes. I thought it was just like a one-time thing. No. No, no, no. no, no. All right. Uh, DMX Rough Riders Anthem with uh, Dragon Eve and the Locks. Um, Black Rob with uh, the Woe remix with Raw Digger, the Brat, Beanie Siegel, G Depp, and Little C's. Uh, Young Jeezy Go Crazy with uh, Fat Joe and Jay Z. G Depp Special Delivery, uh, the remix with Ghostface Killer. Keith Murray and Craig Mack, uh, Craig Mack Flavor in Your Ear, uh, the remix with Notorious B.I.G., L. Cool J, Busta Rhymes, and Rampage, Notorious B.I.G. with One More Chance, uh, with Faith Evans and Mary J. Blige, who just turned 50, so happy birthday to Mary and J. Still, looks amazing. Still looking great, man. Spectacular. Fucking incredible. Yep. Uh, 112 with Only You, the remix with Notorious B.I.G. and Mace, Mariah Carey with Fantasy, the remix with O.D.B., Drew Hill, In My Bed Remix with Jermaine Dupri and The Brat. Jagged Edge, the Let's Get Married Remix with uh, Run DMC. 
Eric B. and Rakim paid in full, Seven Minutes of Madness. Uh, Method Man and Mary J. Blige with I'll Be There, uh, All I Need remix. And then Maya, Best of Me, Part 2, uh, the remix with Young Hove, You Hurt. You Hurt. Jay-Z. <laughs> All right. So there's a lot of things we're going to discuss on this, Eric. Um, Gil- Gilbert was well, this prepared. This is a lesson. Well, yeah, they, yeah, t- tonight is the, the, you got to take notes. Gotta, I will give you one thing. I did learn from the first track, the Yellow Cool J, that Fat Joe is also known as Joey Crack, aka Kaiser Soze. Crack, 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 crack. <laughs> that's one thing I took from today's remix. That's good. Out, out of everything, that's what you learned. That's what stuck. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, and Prodigy is like the I'm the fire starter. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. RIP. RIP. So actually both. Oh, to, I'm sorry. To both yeah, of them. To both of them, man. Fat Joe died too? No, to <laughs> pro- Prodigy and then the, the, the other Prodigy. Oh, that's right. The, sorry. <laughs> wow. And this Why is are you killing people? And this is how rumors start. This is. Yeah. No, no, they're both dead. This. Yeah. No, but you tried to kill Fat Joe. You tried to kill oh. Fat Joe. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's how conspiracies start. Have you not learned anything about this year? Uh, <laughs> yeah. They go a long way. They, yeah. So, all right, uh, Gilbert, am I starting or you're starting? You go ahead. I always start. You go. All right. So, and we're going to start off with El Okuje's I Shot You. You're going to learn a little bit more, Eric. Uh, so, released, released in 1995 in the Mr. Smith album. Uh, which was already a big album for L. It had uh, Hey Lover doing it and lounging. Uh, now, the cool thing about this record, Eric, is when he released I, the I Shot Your Remix, it was the first song to give him street cred again. Because Especially, you know, with... W- it was a style that LL had walked away from because basically he was taking shots at people in that song. And Right. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah, and, you know, he... You know, he kind of went away from from being, you know, the the TV centric LL Cool J, and he released this track. And it was, although it wasn't popular commercially, it was it was big in in, in mixtapes, and it was, you know, it, it was it was a club favorite in, in hip hop clubs. And you know, he kind of regained the street cred. Um, you know, he he starts off his verse with. What the fuck? I thought I conquered the world. Crush Kumo D, Hammer, and Ice T's girl. So, which is people? Why? Because you yeah, gotta... I know they're they're like age appropriate, <laughs> considering they came up around the same time. But like you know, Kumo D at that time wasn't really in that. Neither was Ice T. And no, not you know, it, why it, did he have to take? No, nah, but he was just going through the list of the people that he yeah. had battled throughout that time. And why you know? go after Coco? What has she ever done to Ice No, I think this was this before, was before Coco. Coco. Oh, this was Daphne, the, 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 oh. the, the Asian-ish one. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but to Carlos's point, like, like you know, LL was, you know, ladies love cool James and he was, yeah. uh, uh, you know, he, he, he I mean, was that he, type of guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he needed love. Right. Yeah. So, is that why he lost it? Because I. But, but then he, but then he went back to Cali, and then. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's definitely that type of guy. So it's, uh... he he was marketable, good looking guy, muscular. Yeah. You know, he, he was he was marketable. But remember when he came out with Radio, that that was at the time that that's a, that was a street record. You know, that was 
Yeah, it was hard. It's, hard, and it's a hard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then he but, hadn't um, he hadn't been that LL. So I mean, you got to go back to Mama said knock you out before you heard hard LL in between that time, mm-hmm. and then um, mm-hmm. you know, and then he came out with and, this. Yeah, go ahead, Gilbert. Were you no, say? I'm saying, and, and and the people that he picked to be on the song, Fat Joe, Prodigy, you know, those guys are street guys. I mean, you know, it's from Mob Deep, and you know, we know uh, Joey Crack. Joey Crack, 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 Crack. <laughs> Joey crack. And, and back then he's i mean i think as before i mean he was fat joe the gangster you know what i mean so it's like yeah. you know he was don cartagena you know that was another name you know yeah. but uh <laughs> but, but uh, yeah so you know that, that that gave ll his street cred again uh it, it's i love the song it, it's always been one of my favorite remixes um yeah the beat is incredible yeah the beat the beat's insane um and i think he used this to promote his movie um out of sync right I don't know. Was it out of sync or out of sight? <laughs> out of sync. <laughs> and then, was, he, uh, was he doing uh was he doing that show with uh with Alfonso Rubano the in the house? Remember that show? I think oh, so. it was, yeah, it was during that time. First of all, it's not Rubano, it's Rivero. What is it? Rivero. Oh, Rivero. <laughs> Carlton, bro. Carlton. He's he's the he's the reason your parents didn't want you to spin on your head because you might yes. break your neck. Remember that rumor? <laughs> yeah. But uh I wasn't allowed to drink Pepsi for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, um, at least not to drink Pepsi and do a handstand. How did not bring that up on the Shabadoo fucking episode? Well, we're not far away. Like from seeing it. that little kid dance with Michael Jackson and that Pepsi thing. Uh, here we go. Was going, was going, amazing. You're like, going back I have a you. chance to hang out with Michael Jackson. Uh, Thank God that didn't happen. He also hung out, <laughs> but alleged. Allegedly, it didn't happen. <laughs> but he did hang out with Ricky Schroeder. Oh man, Silver Spoons—that's yeah. classic. Yeah, Ricky um, Schroeder not so cool anymore. Yeah, uh, that's right. Man, you know the what they say? Strong with you, Gilbert. Yeah, you, you, you know what they say about your heroes, Gilbert? You don't want to meet them. You're yep. gonna be disappointed. Yep. I believe it. But uh, all right, so you know, Gilbert mentioned the great beat, which was uh, produced by the Trackmasters. Uh, Poke and Tone, also, uh, or Jean-Claude Olivier and uh, Samuel Barnes, also known as Poke and Tone, and then which features a sample from Put It On The Line from Lynn Collins, who we've mentioned before because she's actually been sampled a lot. Um, The second song is Nas Made You Look. The last time Gilbert and I had a conversation about this song, it got a little interesting. Um, This was the remix with Jada Kiss and Ludacris. So, Made You Look was the first single from Nas's uh, Godson album, which, uh, you know, it was a big album for Nas, you know, because after after it was written and then, uh, fuck, what was the second album? Illmatic. Still, uh, well, still ma- no. No, it was written as, was Illmatic and then it was written. It, it, Illmatic and it was, was written and then he kind of had a, a little slump. And then, um, right. you know, leading up to this album was the whole uh, Jay-Z and Nas battle. So... <clears throat> You know, and then this song came hard. You know, they had had the Apache beat uh, sampled in it, and uh, it it, it kind of gave them direction post the Jay Z and Nas battle. Like, all right, Nas is back. He's he's still one of the top MCs uh, coming out of New York. Lost that battle? No. Yes. Gilbert, Gilbert thinks otherwise. You know what? Hey, before you guys say anything, I did read today that he he actually put it out that out there that. He was honored to have that battle with Jay Z. Yeah, so, I mean, it's no matter who came out on top, he 
I think he gave credit like to Jay Z saying, "Hey, that boosted the both both right. of us." So, right, absolutely, and and it, it it was one of the few battles, not few battles, but you know, it, it where didn't nobody end, died. Right, it didn't end in bloodshed. <laughs> Gil, so um, Gilbert, Gilbert's gonna go full Nirvana on this. Oh boy! Right. <laughs> so. Let me take a sip of my drink. <laughs> Let me take a sip of my drink, bitch. Hey, All right, so good. thank you. Uh, I uh, so me. Okay, so no f- full disclosure. I'm a huge Jay Z fan. Okay, um, and no. um, so I Gilbert and Jay Z were the only two people to have two way pagers in 1996. <laughs> exactly. It was only me and him hitting each other back. Yeah. Um, but um, so um, to me the beat the the battle. Let's say it's always takeover and and ether, not ether and super ugly, right? And then Jay was able to H- convey. History says otherwise. Your history is wrong. Um, <laughs> so is this, wrong. When you say ether, this is a song, not the song. You yeah, e- ether, for right. yeah, ether was was Nas's attack song. This song, the Jay's, yeah, the Jay Z. So to me, and Jay was able to com- um, to convey what he wanted to say in one verse because take over the other verses were like prodigy and whatever and then it took Nas the whole song to do it and Nas was me kind of making more fun you know they call him like a type like doing typo and all that stuff when Jay kind of hit him with facts now granted here we go so I think that 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 was like the core of the battle but me as a huge Jay-Z fan when when Made You Look came out no bias right? no bias when Jay-Z when uh yeah Made You Look came out got and Godson's album came out Jay-Z came out with the blueprint too and his lead single was Me and My Girlfriend with Beyonce. And I'm like, Nas might have got it. Because he came out with an, an anthem, not even a street anthem. It's like, it, it was one of the hardest beats. You know, you t- talk about being sampled. The great Salam Remy was the, the producer on that, um, on that track. And I was like, I was like, oh my God, I think like Nas got Jay. Like, yeah, not only that, but he, he also, Jay also tried to use that, that like kind of old tactic that electro rock used at um, the Radiotron <laughs> when they brought out the girl to battle TKO, which we all know and then and Nas, unnecessary. And Nas came back with Special K. Right. And she got real. <laughs> we all know how that battle turns so, out. So that's so my take on- You know what? On, I agree with you, Gilbert. Thank you, see? <laughs> so um, that's my take on, on Major Look is an incredible record. And it it really question made me question not my fandom for Jay Z because he's always gonna be my favorite rapper him and, and Biggie but of like who ended up kind of on top at the end. Nas. I, I don't know if you remember too. I also remember like back in the day like uh, I I think even like this was huge right. This was a huge battle. It was covered in media like Sway and everything. And I, I remember watching Sway and he was talking about <laughs> how um, that. Nas, they, they both had different styles and how Jay-Z kind of changed his style. And, and it was more similar to Nas's style after he came out. Well, yeah, Jay-Z used to rap fast. Like, like, uh, like, like the had a Jamaican. It was like Twister, uh, Jamaican, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, like the Fushnikins, you know, and he, he used to rap fast. And then, and then you know, it was, um, you know, Biggie ha- kind of had a, even Biggie used to, he used to even rap with like a high pitch kind of, but Nas always- That's because he was wheezing, bit. guys. <laughs> He always had kind of like this monotone, uh, you know, not talking about Nas, kind of had a monotone and was kind of laid back. And, and I mean, not he was, as, he was know, a street we, poet, man. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we talk, you know, Jay, Jay even acknowledges in one on one of his songs in Blueprint 
uh, in not sorry, in uh, volume one, where he where he raps about who's and people argue all day who's the greatest MC, Biggie, Jay Z, and Nas. So he's always acknowledged that about Nas and 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 by the way, two things to 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 solidify my Jay Z won the battle. Well, I haven't I haven't even gone yet. So go ahead. Nas, I know listen. this has been so one sided. It's amazing. Nas signed to Jay Z at Def Jam, and Jay has Beyonce. It's okay. That doesn't mean shit. <laughs> so all right. So Wait, who signed? What you want, Jay Z? Uh, no, I'm on Jay Z. Mo- moder- oh. moder- moderator, could I have my two minutes? Could I- <laughs> <laughs> so Nas is one dude. This battle went between Nas. Or Jay Z, Memphis Bleak, it, it was a whole shit show. Because yeah, it, it, it started ju- it off. Yeah, it ju- well, it, it started before that. So it right, originally but he, sta- he brought it back. Yeah, it originally started because Nas kind of blew off Jay Z when he wanted Nas to be on Reasonable Doubt. Jay Z ended up sampling a, a, a Nas uh, a little pieces of his voice in the song. So Jay Z took little jabs and small verses for a while. Um, now I'm not going to go deep into the battle and all the lyrics. What I will say is this, I'm going to bring up two points. So in hot nine, seven, they released ether and super ugly together and they had fans vote ether one. That's one. That's not the battle. Hold on. You're the only one that says that, but (laughs) (laughs) secondly, you know when somebody's lost the battle, when your mom tells you to go apologize to the other guy. That one I'll give. Yeah, Mrs. Carter. Wait, Jay Z. No, that means you won. No. If your mom tells you to go to apologize, someone that means you've kicked his ass. No, no, because because <laughs> no, because no, because because of the shit that Jay Z said. Like the content was oh, already bad. Was he, he made it so personal. Yeah, that his mom said, you, you get on the radio and you apologize to that young man. <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. So, now, 60% of New York City can't be wrong. Nas won that battle. And, and Gilbert, you said that he brought his girlfriend and wife like into the battle too, like back yeah, up. Jay-Z did. No, no. Beyonce? No, no. Like, no, no. No, 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 Beyonce no, no, had no. nothing to do with it. That he, oh, hey, oh that this he is like won. an end result. Like yeah. I ended up with Beyonce. Right, in, life, yeah. in life he won. Ooh. Yeah. Man, do you think it's easy living with someone like Beyonce? Probably not. Shit. Doesn't she make more money anyway? I don't care about the money. I don't I'm think just so. talking like, man, I, she seems... Difficult? I mean... Which out, bro. Listen... The the beehive is is is, is serious. Oh yeah, talk I about shouldn't Beyonce. say anything bad, dude. Yeah, because they'll tear us apart, man. The, the views expressed by uh, Eric. We're super performance. <laughs> Just kidding, Beyonce. No, you're not. <laughs> probably gets no, you're, no, you're not. No, I'm not. I'm not. No. <laughs> Plus, we said it in another episode. I know. It's just like we're supposed to like her, and it's like, no. Nah, Why are we supposed to? There's something I don't her? like about you. Where you don't look sincere. Well, look. Even if we didn't like her, you're gonna tell me that it was a better performance than Prince. You're gonna tell me it was a better performance than um, what's a Hawaiian kid? Uh, Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars. No. Yeah. Tom Petty. I just think I, I I shouldn't have these kind of feelings for someone I don't even know. Right. But she just gives this vibe that is so uncool, man. So Ka- I'll uh, just leave it I, at that. Beehive. I I hope you guys noticed that I, I haven't spoken one ill word about Beyonce. And it bothers me that they they put her up here 
when we all know that the real queen is Mary J. Blige. Ooh, I was going to go MC Light. Different genre. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we really said Mary nothing. Mary J. Blige doesn't rap? No, she's a singer. Now she has rapped in a song, but, <laughs> but uh, all right. So made you look literally had nothing to do with the rest of our conversation, but it, it's mm-hmm. a, it's a dope ass track. And it, it kind of brought Nas back to being the, you know, recognized lyricist that he is regardless Mount Rushmore of hip hop, one of the best lyricists of all time. And, and you know, I, I said it jokingly, but the guy is a poet, you know? Um, yeah. So, all right. So, now we're getting to the fun stuff. All right. E40. Ooh. So far, these are all yours, huh? We've only gone through two songs. Three? This is the third one. No, we've only gone through two songs. We've only no, gone... This... Yeah, yeah, this is the third song. E40 is going to be the third song. It's yeah. going to be the third song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying we've only gone through two. No, I'm just... Did night. you put all your songs first? No, he's just going through his okay, list. Okay, yeah. I'm just trying to picture the, the playlist in my head of anger no, yeah, versus but, flow. Yeah, no, so yeah, it just starts off aggressive. Okay. I try to kind of separate it, the, the hip-hop and the R&B, even though I... He, he drinks too much damn Bustelo. Bustelo. Pilon. No, no, and Bustelo. So look, what they're referring to for non-Spanish-speaking friends is I start off every day with a quadruple shot of espresso. I'm not aggressive. But you told me you fill out a 32-ounce mug with coffee. Is that all made out of cafe bustelo? It's it's the whole the whole percolator and then milk. So oh. maybe more like King Twipple. But that's still a lot, man. You're drinking a, like those little cups, una, you know, of that's the, that's pure black mean. coffee. Like that's yeah. some shit. And you yeah. do it with the sugar too? No, no, I don't use sugar. I straight use, black? All right. I, no, I use honey. That's tremendo cafe con leche. I use Ooh. honey. Yeah. Well, Neil Carlos, that's intense. No wonder, man. I am the calmest guys, individual. His pants listening to, <laughs> to <laughs> his pants listening to Pantera. He just said he's the calmest one in this room. That's because no one else is in his apartment. Right? Referencing the Zoom call. <laughs> so holy shit! All right, so we're gonna take it down to the Bay Area. Uh, tell me where to go. The remix with Kanye West, Ice Cube, and the Game. Uh, uh, produced by the infamous Trackademics. Um, so the, the cool thing about just E40, Kick the Sneak, all those guys in the Bay Area is that kind of as a middle finger to commercial hip hop, they started the hyphy movement, which is their own sound, their own style of dancing, their, everything, the way, you know, growing out their dreads and, and, and you know, Gilbert's known for and years. And the whip. And ghost riding the whip. That's correct. And then uh, Eric looks. These are the guys. So (laughs) awesome. (laughs) But I mean, Gilbert's. I've been an E40 fan for a long time. I love that guy. Creates his own his his own language. Why why are are these guys infamous? The I'm sorry, the the Trackademics. That's the name. It's 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 the no. It's that's the the group. The infamous Trackademics. That that's the production team. So. The guy creates his own slang. So hyphy is short for hyperactive. So, and it's, it's solely their sound. And I mean, you, you got to realize it was a very small group of guys in the Bay Area and nobody's duplicated that, that sound, that, that vibe. It's theirs, solely theirs. 
kind of, uh, you know, kind of like how the Houston guys did their own thing. And, you know, it, it's cool because it made them, you know, it's their regional and it's their thing. And, and you know, E40's a legend, Keek the Sneak's a legend, all these guys are legends. And then to do such a cool song with a very interesting beat that doesn't sound like the rest of hip hop. And then throw in Kanye, the legend Ice Cube, and another incredible lyricist, uh, the game. So, you know, I, I, it's funny because it kind of comes and goes. You had like the peak of hyphy in, in 2000, and then like it dips away, and then they reinvent themselves, and then they throw in crazy shit like, like fucking 80s new wave into their shit. And, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's a fun remix. And if you have the operative, you want to know what Ghost Riding the Whip is, watch the video. Um, and just just listen to E40 in general because the, the guy the guy's a great performer. Uh, who was it that he battled during um, during the pandemic or his verse battle? Too short, too short, too short. Two fucking legends. That was one of the best uh, versus battles on on the internet. Uh, I think you could find it on YouTube. Watch it. But E40 is always a legend, and it's a great remix. Um, now this this may be a little bit aggressive. So D DMX Rough Riders Anthem with Dragon Eve and the Locks, uh, produced by a young Swiss Beats at the time. So I was actually telling this to Gilbert yesterday. What was what was interesting was not the remix when they when uh, Swiss Beats produced the Rough Riders Anthem. DMX actually rejected it at first because DMX thought it wasn't hard enough. <laughs> no, this is the oh, this... lyrics, blood of my blood. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, oh my god, he thought it wasn't hard enough. That is one of the baddest beats ever, man. Well, man, you but... can hear that today without getting crazy. Like yeah. I sort of got, I want to punch somebody. I hear that song, but I'm the aggressive one. You guys heard it. No, but I, it's just a song. Like you're gonna, if we're around, right? You're gonna start a pit right away. Yeah, right? It, it hypes like, you I'm up, push you. And... Look, that, that everything DMX comes out with. Gets you hyped up. And remember how homoerotic the video was? Like all these shirtless, like buff dudes in it. Uh, again, the views expressed by oh, Eric. Did we watch the same video? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> there was a lot of motorcycles in the video. Uh, and ATVs. And yeah. And what? And, and, ATVs, and shirtless yeah. guys. And shirt ATVs. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, DMX is. You know, Gilbert and I we were discussing this yesterday. The guy becomes a legend after one album, you know, and then, I mean, that's it. He, it he was an incredible album. Man. Oh, the album was great. And, and the, the second one, it, it didn't equal to the first, but it was still a great album. Mm -hmm. um, and then, so <clears throat> it actually, uh, it's the third and final single on Clues, uh, on DJ Clues uh, solo debut album, The Professional, which, <clears throat> you know, one thing we did talk about was, you know, what I do miss about remixes is that, you know, you waited for that new mixtape to drop just to hear the remixes to these songs where you, you don't have that anymore, that anticipation of, oh, you know, is Funkmaster Flex going to drop a new mixtape? You know, is there like a 60 minutes of Funk Volume 4? You know, who's going to be the remix on that? What's going to be the new song? And, and we were talking about how much we missed that. And, you know, this was Rough Riders Anthem by itself was great. Then DJ Clue puts out the mix album. And then, you know, how do you make Rough Riders anthem better? You know, you, you add, bring all the Rough Rider in. You bring the Rough Riders in it. But uh, <laughs> yeah. a, a lot of these remixes overshadowed the the, the original song. Oh, right? there's, there's, there's 
There's some, yeah, yeah. I, I think like, uh, like obviously the Rough Rider anthem, the original was even Wool. I think the original was was probably better. Um, but I, I think um, we'll get to more when when I when I do my list. But um, but yeah, there's there's definitely remixes that that people probably don't even think that that's the remix. They probably just think that's the regular version because it, yeah. it, it outshined the, the uh, That the happened original. to me a lot with these songs. Yeah, there's yeah, there's yeah. one like, song specifically well, that Gilbert like don't talk about. Those, yeah. You know. Yeah, one song specifically more than others, but it, it Gilbert will get to it because it's on his list. But uh, also Rough Riders Anthem, uh, the remix made it on, you know, Grand Theft Auto, Liberty City, uh, Call of Duty Warfare. So, you know, that that's that was the staying power of that song. That's how much everybody loved that that remix. Uh, now, the next song is Black Rob Woe. They, it wasn't changed that much. It, it was just extended by like another half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> was, but, you know, it was uh, Raw Digger, The Brat, Beanie Siegel, G-Dep, Little C's. And I actually think the biggest standout of that was Raw Digger. Now, it, Black Rob has a, has a deep kind of mellow tone when he raps. And then Gilbert and I jokingly said, you know, Rod Digger standing next to Busta Rhymes, Busta Rhymes all those years. You know, she just comes out. The first thing that comes out of her mouth is, ah! and then nope. she could. And it was, it makes you, it makes you blush. Well, with what she says. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Those she, lyrics were hard. Yeah. That, well, yeah, she's, it's, it's she's, Rod Digger. She's a beast, man. Like yeah. Rod Digger is like, honestly, one, like when you think about it, like, she didn't have, she didn't have the popularity like that little Kim or Foxy or. You know, but Nikki super Thomas. respected though, but super respected. But yeah, but like as a lyricist, like, man, she is a it, it monster. It was hard, man. dude. It was like, like, I'm sorry. It puts anything like, you know, like Cardi B or Nicki Minaj, like they try to do today. Her shit was very. Aggressive. aggressive. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. And let's not the let's not forget the work that she did on the Steve Harvey show, which did air on the WB. <laughs> he did it. He did it, folks. Only Eric could find WB in anything. In Rod Digger. <laughs> but you know, also you look at look at her career path. Her career path was with all men. You know, wasn't she was never highlighted as, you know, this uh you know this marketable female she was legitimately a rapper you know this yeah. was bad boy right black rob was bad boy right? black rob yes was bad boy rod digger she flip was part of that she flip was mode. flip mode but originally she she used to be with the with the outsiders yeah that's true um and that's how she got her um um that's, that's how she got started outsiders also had a, a young young guy named eminem in his crew and um uh, yeah, I heard I, that, I heard that guy does pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of the uh, of the other main guy from Outsiders was um, uh, God, I can't remember it now. I'll, I'll, oh, Pace One Pace was one. like was was the main like the other main guy. So it was like Pace One, Rod Digger. Eminem used to refer to a lot in songs, and early on he would he would mention Pace One. Yeah. yeah. Um, but all right, so. Now we go to the next song, which there, is... There, I'm sorry, before, like, there was a lot of, like, um, how do I say it, like, cross-promotional, so it didn't matter what label you were in. There was a lot of... Um, no, it was, a, it was a remix. These mixes were made, it didn't matter, right? Like, well, it didn't no. matter what label you belonged to. So. What, what, what remixes also did was give you the opportunity to bring up another one of your guys, you know, like, that may have not had, you know, the limelight, and you, you want to kind of reintroduce somebody into, into the song, uh, which that was done a lot. Like, that's 
like, uh, you know, with Memphis Bleak and Beanie Siegel, like, you know, Jay-Z included them in a lot of their songs. That's that's also what you don't get in, in remixes now is like the huge collaboration with a bunch of people, you know, with, with a bunch yeah, on, of on, Only you brought, brought up the remix brought Mason. Yeah. So next song, Young Jeezy, Go Crazy. Uh, my... That song when it came out, it I, I told uh, Eric jokingly, me and Hugo, like the day we first heard it, we were like, oh shit, and we wanted to hear it over and over again. That that everybody kills it on that album, on that on the remix. Uh, samples, <clears throat> uh, I want to go back by Curtis Mayfield, uh, came out in two thousand five, and then produced by Don Cannon, which you would know every song he came out with. The first thing you'd hear is Cannon, Cannon, Cannon. Um, mm-hmm. and then uh, so this is me going with obscure rankings like I've done in several episodes so <laughs> Pitchfork Media listed it as the 359th best song of the 2000s which <laughs> is the song I, I had, the it, at, song, I, I had it at 357 <laughs> but it, the songs the song is dope as shit I never get tired of hearing that song the, the, is he related to Kanye, like Easy or anything like that? No, no, no. Oh, okay, no. <laughs> so I just the young Jeezy that wasn't that one of Kanye's name for some time too. Just or Yeezy. it's Easy. It's with a Y, right? It's with yeah, a yeah. Y. Okay. yeah. So I, I think you know he kills it on the song. It, you know Jeezy kills it on the song, and then you know the good thing is you always have Fat Joe crack, 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 crack. That was just during his crack era, <laughs> and then. Uh, you know, Jay Z does all right. Nas would have done better, but uh, uh, <laughs> well, I, I that, that I, but I actually that, think that that the, the best guy on it was 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 Young Jeezy. When it, all the shit well, that, that, he says. that that Young Jeezy album, the Thug Motivation One Hundred One, awesome. that that awesome. played all the time. I had it in my house. That I would go to the, somebody's car, and somebody's in the car would be playing it. You put you go. It's it was just incredible. It's that was a dope ass album. I told Gilbert yesterday. He goes. You'd see that snowman logo everywhere. I know. I kind of want. I, I kind of wish I had that uh, that shirt again. I used to have it back in the day. But all right, so uh, phenomenal song. You're a hip hop head. You know who wasn't a fan of that song when that came out. And then uh, special delivery, G Dep with Ghostface, Keith Murray, and Craig Mack. I just realized there's two songs that Keith Murray's in in this. Keith Murray's Keith, Keith Murray's fucking dope too, but um, mm-hmm. all right. at least you let Craig Mack be heard on this one. Yep. You know, you know my issue with Puff Daddy and Craig Mack, man. Well, we'll we'll, we'll discuss that. We'll discuss. Okay. That. All right. Please. So, the the interesting thing about this, well, let me. I'll get to that in a second. But um, this is my beef. This came out on the uh, uh, this remix came out on we invented the remix which later I'll discuss how Puff Daddy did not invent the remix. Uh, Gilbert, again, another <laughs> argument that he wants to get into. But he took credit for the remix? The name of the album was We Invented the Remix. Yeah, he had an remix. album. Yeah. He, oh, my God. But um, That's pretty bold. Yeah, that is bold. From Puffy's so, mouth to God's ears. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, was, it also came out on the 20th anniversary box set edition. Um, the cool thing about this remix, it was kind of, reintroducing Craig Mack back into Bad Boy. You know, he had that really long hiatus. <laughs> um, 
but the, the unfortunate part, he actually... It, was it, the hiatus self-imposed? Or was that he not getting any backing? He just... And somebody else was being... I, I, I mean, I, I know what the problem was after the fact. Prior to that, I, I it could have just been... <laughs> look, you know, Big, Biggie was the star of Bad Boy, you know? But Craig, yeah. Craig yeah. Mack, Craig so Mack was I have the... to put Biggie. <laughs> hey, rest He's the one that put him on the map. He put Craig Mack put Bad Boy on the map. I don't care what anybody says. And I don't, I don't, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. But so the the sad part about this particular remix was, you know, one of the lines that Craig Mack says. He goes, you know, he's talking about his new album that he's going to release. Um, soon after. Uh, well, you realize that album never came to fruition. He uh, he ended up being part of this religious sect in South Carolina, and and, and immersed himself into that. Uh, and then, unfortunately, he did release an album in 2017, uh, but didn't didn't get to enjoy a- any success off of that because, unfortunately, Craig Mack passed away in 2018. Uh, but he spent. You know, after what was it, 2005 that this song came out? Um, and or 2000, yeah, right, 2005, 2000, something like that. Um, uh, 2002, I'm sorry, it came out in 2002. Once, once they, they, they were getting ready to do his new album, he decided he was going to join this. You know, it, there was a lot of controversy with this religious group in South Carolina, but that's where he spent. The majority of his life that's where his house was and he ended up passing away in in uh in south carolina but devoted the rest of his life to that religious group um the song after that is uh, best of me part two the remix with jay-z which it, it's it shouldn't even be a remix it's a totally different song from the original it sounds nothing like the original best of me uh, it featured uh, obviously that the the main singer was uh, maya and then, um, and then Jay Z was in the second version of the song. Uh, it happened to be on on the DJ Clue. His, I believe that was his uh, second mixtape album, the Backstage, right, Gilbert? Backstage was it, no. This was um, Backstage was something. Really docu- it was a documentary, but it was kind of hosted. Right. It was documentary, and this documentary. was the soundtrack for it. But it was kind of quote unquote hosted by Clue. Right. So, but um, uh, Eric, you talk about is that Desert Storm? Clue? Yeah, Clue is Desert yeah. Storm. Hey! So you talk about a song that you, it's that you used to play that CD all the time. That was one of your favorite CDs, Carlos. The I, Eric, so Eric, you talk about album. a song that, that that people don't think that that they they think that the original is the Jay Z. Like they don't even know that there was a whole other song that had Jada Kiss on it yeah. that came out before. But so, and, and it, but it, they don't even sound like the same song. Like this no, is no, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's but they, this was considered a remix, but it's also part two where we're still talking about maya right right yeah that's the me okay yeah then, i know that song yeah and then that's uh the one i know yes <laughs> samples uh, uh an interpolation of uh, uh make the make music with your mouth uh by biz Marquis. um but a lot of people collaborated on the on this version of the song um you know taron beal sean carter larry gates marcel Who's hall track masters track right? masters yeah the yeah samuel barnes and john claude olivier uh, Marley Mar Marley Marl was was in the in the was part of that. Well, it's because he he was he was the one that made the original beat. For, exactly for exactly. Marquis, so exactly. he was credited for. Yeah, and but uh, 
but yeah, I mean, gr- great song. Me not being aggressive. It's a little bit R and B ish. Okay, finally, man. And I thought that was definitely a Gilbert song. Take take a chill pill, man. Holy shit! No, and what I did needs to decompress at the end. Dude. What it's fun. <laughs> what's funny was I had actually, and I just realized this. I didn't write anything for only you. I didn't write any any. Oh shit! But. Um, Wait, but that's that's a Gilbert song, right? Only nope. you? No, that's that's a that Carlos was a song. Carlos. That was yeah. Oh, why did I mark this as a? Because Eric. Because okay. that wasn't a, that originally. I didn't have that on. Right. I had actually. I had uh, Quilly get by remix. Well, but... this one like that. Only you is again one of those songs. Classic. Like, that's that's yeah. the version I know. But uh, yeah, yeah. So only you, Notorious B.I.G., and then you know, as uh, Gilbert alluded to, you know, was. Well, that wasn't the one that brought out Mace, was it? I think that's Mace. Yeah, that's that, that's, that's his, Mace's first his, song. Was that his debut? I think so. Or was it another song? I think yeah. But I'm pretty uh, sure it's. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it's that one. Yeah. Reverend, well, at least for Bad Boy, anyway. Maybe yeah, Reverend Mace for a little while. Yeah. But uh, all right. So th- those are mine. Uh, Nas one and uh, nice. go ahead, Gilbert. All right. Pom, pom, pom. So my first one, all about the Benjamins remix by Puff Daddy. Uh, and it was featuring the locks, Little Kim, and the Notorious B.I.G. Um, so even though my, uh, Mar- I was supposed to say Marcel, even though Carlos wants to um, deny Puffy his, uh, <laughs> his, his claim hey, to fame. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to dispute anything you have to say right now. <laughs> but what people don't, don't uh, or tend to forget is that Bad Boys in-house producers were the best of the best. And so they were they were nicknamed the Hitmen and it was Stevie J, you know, prior to, you know, now known for hip, for love and hip hop. Um, Derek D. Dot um, Angeletti, whose um, alias was the Mad Rapper, but he was, you know, a, a famous producer. Uh, Chucky Thompson, Mario Winans, Nashim Marik, I think is how you pronounce his name. Um, and Ra, Har Pierre, there was, they just had a stable of amazing producers. Um, so, so, so hasn't mentioned how he invented the remix. Correct. He invented the mm-hmm. remix. Um, so the re- the original one is all about the Benjamins. Was just a song with Puff and and the Locks, and it was like on a mixtape or something like that. And then from when Puff did the album for the No Way Out album, he added um, Little Kim and Biggie on it, and it's crazy. And okay, so that's the version I know. Yes, that's, that's the version oh. that almost everybody, everybody knows. knows. Right. Wow. Yes. Which we, yes. Which we got to see live. The the um uh, five times. <laughs> it's really uh, the 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 original the quote unquote original one is really obscure to even find. So um, same beat though. Uh nope, it's completely wow. different. Yeah, so so people people at the time were were kind of like you know if Puffy was doing uh, producing whether it was a remix or regular was he was sampling disco records eighties records. This was like a true digging in the crate. You know, a sample. Matter of fact, there was producers that that asked D Dot where he got that sample because they had never heard it used on a hip hop record before. And if you actually listen to a song, it's by um, Love Unlimited Orchestra. It's called um, "I Did It for Love." It's actually a fast song. And what he did is he just slowed the tempo down, and it's bum, 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 you know. Um, and then there's a part in the, ch- the in the in the bridge where Biggie comes in and starts rapping. That's actually a sample for from the Jackson Five, um, and it's great to be there. It's called, and it's it's just a beautiful, a, an amazingly produced track. You know, it's it wasn't the bad boy sound at the time, um, and it you know and and everybody I mean you know it's so many cl- the locks were incredible or are incredible still they're still doing it now. Yeah, um, I, and it, Gilbert, I'm sorry, but before I 
before I forget, I'd be remiss if I if I didn't mention this and I forgot to mention it was because uh, you had mentioned something that triggered it was I forgot to mention that in the Wool remix it was produced by Buck Wild from Digging in the Crates. Digging the Crates. So, but I'm sorry, Gilbert, go ahead. But again, not a you know at the time not a bad boy sounding record at the, at all either you know. But um, but yeah, I mean, all about the Benjamins classic. The beat is incredible. Everybody you know. Uh, killed it and it helped pu push that no way out album into a, you know diamond and it sold over 10 million records and those are the things that shot out like little kim and and the locks too or they were kind of big before that well, little kim had her fame before no yeah she little kim was already big okay. yeah little kim was big um the locks were... I, I thought her verse was the best one Oh, she kills Dude, it, man. It just, she, you want to remove with them? So badass, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. Put a hex on your whole family. Yeah, yeah she's, and then she got she's incredible. Yeah, and then she, <laughs> then she got weird. Yeah. She yeah. went to Michael Jackson room. So, um, so that was my number one. Um, number two, Paid in Full, and it's the Seven Minutes of Madness uh, remix, remix excuse me, uh, by Eric B. and Rakim. And this is another, when you hear the this the version it's it's this version that you they never play the original so um and it's it's crazy because it's like a two minute beat kind of building up and then like rakim doesn't even say a word until like two minutes into the song so um but you know it's two legends um and and i mean what can you say about you know rakim one of the greatest um, can i tell you something when i was a little kid I was so excited because I always thought Rakim was Eric B. And I'm like, oh man, Eric B, what a badass rapper. <laughs> and I'm like, finally, you know, there's somebody, you know, as a little kid, you think like this, like, oh, he's, yeah. the, he's the top dog. And then I when I thought I was so disappointed when I when you found out he was the DJ. DJ. <laughs> God damn it. You know, but then we still had Eric Sermon though. Yeah. Yeah. But, 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 so. but Eric, you shouldn't be sad. Eric B's a fucking legend. No, I know, but I, I wanted to be. I wanted him so to you wanted to be Rakim? Rapper. Yeah. But I, look, you know, yeah, so... Yeah, man. So Because well, Rakim was a cool dude, and I'm like, yeah. Uh, hey, at least, at, least, well, sir. at least you had somebody. I, there's not a lot of Gilberts floating around. <laughs> uh, the only there are G-Funk, so... Uh, yeah. Yeah, there is G-Funk stuff. <laughs> but, I would change my name. No, uh, don't. No, but... <laughs> You've earned that name. But, you know, you're right. It, it's You wait two minutes before Rakim says anything, but when... When you hear thinking of a master plan, then you're like, oh, there you go. Oh, it's There's incredible. It's fucking rock. And, and also, it's it's a sample that you wouldn't think to hear on a rap song the way it starts. You're like, what the fuck is this? Is this no. you two being pretentious again? But no, that, like, uh, oh, God. Uh, <laughs> and then, it, yeah, it, it is nice. I, I, I like yeah. it. And then, yeah, thinking of a master plan. Yeah, and then you, you hear the, ch the chanting in the background. The yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, so my number three in my bed, the Social Death Remix, and that's by Drew Hill featuring Jermaine Dupri and The Brat. Um, classic party record. Um, and it was, um, you know, uh, Jermaine Dupri really doesn't get the credit that he deserves. A, he used to go out with Janet Jackson. So you're. No, and he did great in that movie, Menace to Society. <laughs> <laughs> No, he didn't. Remember that? Like, you didn't tell Lorenz Taylor oh, or Jermaine to be oh, dog. <laughs> but, um, oh, um wow. yeah, how, People, did, how did he get Janet Jackson, some bitch? You, you got to realize it, it was the two biggest producers at the time were Diddy and Puff. And, yeah, and, Puff and, and she has Jeremy. a thing for producers, too. 
Because wasn't her previous husband a producer too? DeBarge, no, it was one of the DeBarges. Oh, it was? Yeah. Um, but um, oh, you talk about the one that the, her secret husband. Yeah, he was yeah. uh yeah, yeah, he was producer. Um so Jermaine Dupree, uh yeah, it was a secret husband. Um so Jermaine, Jermaine Dupree started off with crisscross and then um was you know started so so deaf, had all that, and then during the mid 2000s had a run like no other producer which confessions by usher uh the man the emancipation of mimi mariah carey some of the biggest albums ever created and it was and he was doing the bulk of the writing and the production so um very few have had a run like like jd so shot you know shout out to him so uh, you you, um, for, you forgot the ghost town djs by the way <laughs> yeah um and then so uh, my fourth one, Let's Get Married Remix, speaking of the aforementioned So So Deaf, uh, it was by Jagged uh, Jagged Edge and it had Reverend Run in it. Um, actually, not the remix is not done by JD. It's actually uh, Le uh, Marquise Jefferson was the one that did a remix and it sampled the It's Like That, uh, the Run DMC song. So only fitting that you have Red Run on it. Um, it changed the uh, wedding songs for the rest of the life. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, not not wedding songs, right? Because I, I thought or, you were already married. Receptions. Yeah. Reception. Wedding receptions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. What's that pre-marriage thing? The the isn't there like a pre-marriage event? The engagement party. Yeah. Because once you have the reception, you're already married. So it's yeah, kind of absolutely. Yeah, but, but yeah, but it was played at wedding receptions. Okay. Yeah. So well, it's it's played at all kinds of events. All right. And people still love it. Yeah, I still. Play I know that this shit, because man. Gilbert plays this song. Yeah, I still play that shit. And um, just a great, a great record, and it was cool to have. You know, I think it was like 2002 around that time when that song came out, okay. and for and for uh, you know Reverend Run to be, you know, focused. Uh, you know, in that in that it's crazy. You know, to think about it. You know, so um, I never thought that was him who raps on that song. I didn't know that until. Oh really? Yeah, until yeah. Until yeah. I just saw it now. So yeah. And, um, and, it was, and it was number 475 on tonelog.com's greatest song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Number five, Fantasy by Mariah Carey featuring oh. the old Dirty Bastard. Uh, produced by Puff Daddy um, since he invented the remix. And it was... Uh, it <laughs> we sampled... never got the spiel. The, no, that's his uh, knowledge dropping. Oh, no, since... about how... how... P. Diddy invented the remix. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna get to that. I'm gonna get oh, to it. Oh, you're gonna bring it to yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna oh, he's nice. gonna bring it to us. Um, so it's uh, uh so fantasy sampled um G uh, the genius of love record, um, which is just a great record to begin with anyway. Um, and it was cool because old dirty bastard really was the star in that song, you know. Um, and it was he's, like he's right, always the star. Gilbert. Yeah, I think it was right before his album his album dropped. So it was yeah. kind of like, you know, and um and uh and. Puff did a lot, you know. He did a lot of remixes with Mariah. He did the Honey remix. There was a time that like Mar Mariah would would, you know, have the regular version, and then like to make it more hip hop, she would she would get Puff to do the remix. And and you know she and Honey she featured the locks. She's always done a pretty cool job of of getting these not not underground rappers, but you know just rappers in in her songs. And um and they always they always and like I said, Old Dirty was incredible on this yeah, record. He so. just Me and Mariah the rails. He, and he makes it acceptable. Like this shit just went crazy. What the fuck just happened? But yeah, it's yeah. awesome. But life it's the best part of the song. But life imitated his art for sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I so we were talking about uh Eric, you were talking about a little bit about how songs. Some of these songs are were probably known that it, people didn't know that there was an original version. So to me, I wanted to pick songs that were just not an um an extended version of the original. I wanted songs that were completely different. Mm. 
Um, but I did pick one that was the same, and it was just an extended version, and it was Flavoring Your Ear, remixed by Craig Mack, and it was featuring the, the, the notorious B.I.G., easy for me to say, Rampage, Buster Rhymes, and LL Cool J. And the reason I picked this is because this was, um, for all intents and purposes, Biggie's out, you know, he, a Biggie's coming out party. Um, he had songs um, prior, you know, uh, Party and Bullshit, and he had um, the verse on Mary's, um, on Mary's uh, record. But this was when people saw that he was a monster, you Are know, you and fucking serious. Yeah, yeah. I did not know this. Yeah, man. yeah. So that's why I picked the song. And and unfortunately, he kind of, in a sense, outshined Craig Mack in his own song. And then, and then that's what. <laughs> and what's fucked up? And I I, I don't because when I'm listening to it today. Even Carlos cut off the Craig Mack verse, right. which is at the fucking very end. And it's like, how much disrespect can this guy get? Yep. I did not know this. I, I gave him his verse on the other side. I know. Thank you for doing yeah. that. But it was so wrong. I have goosebumps up right now, man. Because yep. I feel like, wow, I did not know that, Gilbert. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Right. So um, the song produced by Easy Mo B, um, Worked on on a lot of Biggie's first album. Uh, worked on 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 actually Tupac. You know, coincidentally worked on a lot of Tupac stuff. Um, I was waiting for just, I was waiting for Gilbert to find a, I mean Gilbert for Eric to find a conspiracy there between Tupac, Craig Mack, yeah. and no, no, no. Um, no. So that was that was uh, that was uh, that was an incredible record. And again, it's it's you know I I've said Biggie and 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 Jay are my one A and B, my two favorite rappers of all time. Um, what so, does Craig Mack fall? Unfortunately, not oh very high. Oh my god, that is so wrong, dude. <laughs> um, all right, so number seven. I, I want to. I'm gonna get past this because Eric's very yeah, shocked right hey, now. I, I'm really bothered. Yeah. So number seven is "I'll Be There" and "All I" or "I'll Be There" slash "All I Need," and it's by Method Man and Mary uh, and Mary J. Blige. And um, the original was um, just called "All I Need," and it was on Method Man's album. And yep, on Tikal. And then so, wait, um, so produced the by the Rizzo. You're in Tikal is not this version. Nope. Different one. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So this was this was so uh, we we've talked about how Method Man was clearly the star when when Wu Tang came out. Um. So what did what did the RZA do very smartly was tapped uh, this producer named Puff Daddy, oh boy. and who invented the remix, and uh, he <laughs> he gave a song that was commercially viable. Um. It was actually produced by Puff Puff and the Trackmasters. Um. That record and because he could have done himself. Method Man into the stratosphere. <laughs> um and that was the song that really catapulted Method Man to be the superstar that he's now today you know um and um you know it's it's the the hardest love song you will ever hear in your life yeah. <laughs> never give my pussy um, away and, and keep then, it tight right yes exactly nothing, nothing screams romance I got hurt real bad um, I'm doing that again yeah, even the video was super grimy. It's him like running through the projects in Staten Island. Yeah, so. it was it was a Wu Tang video. Oh, yeah, I yeah. remember yeah. the video. I'm gonna have to yeah, and, and they're singing yeah. on the rooftop. At one yeah, point, exactly. Right? Yeah, okay. and then he he's he's coming out and he has like um like contact like the remember the contacts and his all eyes were white. Yeah, and then he, he, he used his, to do that a lot. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. he had like his hair braided, but half of it was not braided. So it's like it was the super Afro, half braided, half Afro. Yeah, yeah super uh, like grimy, but yeah. <laughs> super grimy but but it, it was a commercial success you know so um so shout out to, to 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 one of the goats man really met the man is it's always been incredible so number eight one more chance remixed by the notorious big featuring faith evans and mary j blige 
Um, was this after his death? This was before. No, this was okay. This I, was, was, I just thought he was asking for one more chance. Yeah. So juicy. <laughs> oh God. So juicy <laughs> was the song that that changed it all for for um for for Biggie. It was. Uh, was it the one he stole from Craig Mack? <laughs> um, he, he, that wasn't enough for commercial purposes let's say um so when you hear the original one more chance it's it's nowhere near as smooth as as the the um the remix um and again the remix done by puff and by the track masters as well um and it was just a party vibe and it showed biggie like this suave you know he talks about it black and ugly you know uh, you know whatever i forgot the, the line exactly now but you know he's not you know he's not uh, the most the picture uh, of beauty i guess you could say he's no jason uh, momoa right he's no, i was trying to get somebody for some reason george clooney came to mind i don't know why but um also a handsome but, man also a handsome yeah man. yeah but i mean a little i mean a little dated reference yeah. but uh but um but yeah it was show biggie and the suave and he's like he's on the he's on the throne and he's just like this cool ass motherfucker and you know he's I mean, no the greatest, apologies man. type shit. yes man like he was just incredible man um and um again like I, like Puff really tapped into like Biggie when he first came out had this real high pitched voice, very aggressive, and then like Puff through producing him and was like gave him all these like R and B songs to sample, or to, to you know that they sampled the rap on, and it and it, he slowed his flow down, um, he got more barrett you know like a deeper voice to it, and it was just it changed changed everything for him, and you know make make him made him the, the superstar that he was, you know. Right. And, um, and and hands down one of the best storytellers of all time. Oh my god, yeah. Like it, it, it's like the way he paints a picture, like incredible. Like I, I was this was a discussion with Gilbert and I yesterday. You hear I got a story to tell, and, and you know what you listen to what he's saying. The lyrics are pretty fucking aggressive. But because of the tone of the song, you know, like it, it, it's, you know, Gilbert mentioned yesterday, you got to put them right up there with Slick Rick. Yeah, as, him and Slick Rick are really the, the best two. storytellers. For sure. For sure. So that's the, that's my eight. All right. So are you going to, you're going to drop knowledge now? Well, yes. yeah. like, like every, ep- like every episode, Gilbert's on some bullshit, you know, first Nirvana, we got to deal with his Nirvana shit. <laughs> and now we got to deal with, Jay Z and Puff Daddy, so no and Nas, right? So it's the I'm a Nas, uh, yeah. No, but I'm saying it's that's okay. Who, that's who's Dickie's writing is, you know, Kurt, Jay Z, uh, Diddy. So oddly enough, and I, I know you don't have Instagram, but I, I posted this picture today of uh, the headline of this article that I was reading. Um, it actually says who invented the remix, and then it's subtitled "Clue." It wasn't Puff Daddy. So before I get Did to you that, do this after you discussed this with Gilbert. No, I, ha- I had the I found and it led up to it. No, Gilbert and I have been talking shit the past few days because okay. every time we talked about hip hop remixes, I would say it wasn't Puffy. But mm-hmm. I'm gonna hold on to that one. Oh, speak of the devil. But and she's back, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so before I get into that article, because I think this is the, the one that causes the damaging blow, but and and Eric, I, I think I think you'll immediately understand that Gilbert once again is full of shit. And <laughs> <laughs> a take a real beating here today. Yeah. Jesus. So 
Modern modern remixing. This is again. I'm going to hold off to one article. I'm going to start off with the obvious uh, about remixes. So modern remixing started off with dancehall reggae in the late '60s, where you know that's 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 what encompassed ska and rocksteady and and reggae and dub was they would actually take instrumentals of the songs and you know, have people sing, you know, change or sing a completely different song over it. And like, that's like when you listen to dance hall record, records now, when you hear like they, like the underwater rhythm and all that, it's, it's they just play the same beat, but it's people, different people singing over it. Again, yep. that started in the late sixties. You know, I'm sorry, before you move further, where do you draw the line between a sample and a remix? So, you know, it's funny because hip hop was weird because they would say this is a remix and it's the same exact beat. They would just reintroduce people to the song. Right. And then there's also remixes where it's a it's it's a, a tweak of the original song and they'd add different beats to it. You know, we you know, part of a conversation that Gilbert and I had yesterday was you like if there's a dance remix to a hip hop song, you know, it's a remix. I, I just think it, it's. The best way to explain it, it's a reinvention of an original song. It doesn't matter how it's done. But so it's a reimagining of the song. So that's one. We're going basic with that. That people in Jamaica Are started it first. The decades? No, right. no. I'm just going to bring up two things. Now, as far as nightclubs and, and parties, I'm going to read to you a little interesting story, Eric. So have you ever heard of Tom Moulton before? No, sir. Okay. AKA Puff Daddy. <laughs> no. So, <laughs> you know, what I, the first thing I want to bring up is that um, now I'm going to be a little bit biased. Yes. So, this all started in a little place called Long Island, you know, a place that I was fortunate enough to be born in. But it, it was the summer of 73. Uh, a male model went to a party in a fire. He went to a day trip in Fire Island. Um, he's originally from New York City, and he got invited to this party. And now the DJ was playing soul music. The crowd uh, was mixed, and the majority of, of the crowd was having a good time. But the DJ was lousy. After each three minutes, the song would end, and a few people would filter off the dance floor because the, the song that they were enjoying is over. So this gentleman, Tom Moulton, went back to the city and went about making the first ever mixtape. So what he did was he would vary the speeds of each song so they could match. And then, you know, he didn't want the aggressive fade, like just cutting into another song. He wanted it to transition. So uh, the problem was it was a 45-minute tape, but for him to do that, it took him 80 hours to make. So, you know, he took the tape uh, the next Friday uh, back to Fire Island and it bombed. It did terrible. Nobody liked it. So. God, how pissed is it got to be? It's wasted 80 hours. Yeah. But, well, but this is, this is where success comes in. So two weeks later, Bolton gets a phone call at 2.30 a.m. And it was the club. And, you know, the line was noisy, but he could hear his tape in the background. And the crowd was loving it. So the guy in charge told him, I'm going to pay you $500 to do that every week. And the guy said, I, you know, I don't have 80 hours to make another one of these things. 
So the guy pleaded with this him. Is, what era is this? Is this disco? Yeah. Uh, pre, it's right before disco. Okay. Yeah. So, but it, it was, you know, what was that? Were you just telling me to go That's to sleep? That's my, my bedtime <laughs> timer. No, I, I have it set for, for 10 o'clock so that ain't no... You so are to to bed four by... years old. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a reminder that I, I need to start winding down okay. so go that I'm in sleep. bed by 11. Go and to I still sleep. end up going to bed around 12. Yeah. Right? God damn it. <laughs> So, do you, right. have a little night, do you have a little night light with that? No, yeah. I need total darkness. Uh, oh, warm glass of milk, Eric. You need a oh man, uh, strawberry warm strawberry quick would be amazing. Oh, I have milk here. Oh. oh, but no more strawberry quick. All right, so all right, go ahead. You know, so finish, he went finish your story. So he decided, all right, I'm gonna scramble around and 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 I'll put this other shit together. So he does that, and then. A couple of people gave him tracks and he was able to make them longer. So, you know, he decided, wow, you know, this is cool to make a long version of it. So he took and uh, that's, you know, do it till you're satisfied from uh, the scepter. And he extended the song and the remix was born in 1973. I feel like he invented the mixtape. And, and Puffy invented the remix. No, no. no. But he just said that he, he did both. The song. Oh, I'm just, I know, I'm kidding. He did I'm both. Kidding. <laughs> so, Gilbert, for all intents and purposes, you're 0-2 this episode uh, with you once again. I'm taking a beating here. We got to deal with... Gilbert, you have to let go of... Uh, I mean, you realize that in the times that we're in, uh, these biases have to be eradicated and you have to let them go and be more accepting. <laughs> But, I am what I am. All right. So, uh, Eric, I hope you learned a lot this episode. I did. That was and, awesome. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Gilbert, take your L like a man. And <laughs> no, but uh, agree, agree to disagree. It was just nice, man, that I like knowing all these songs and and then just just knowing that they're not the original versions of it. <laughs> that was pretty cool. All right. So. Next episode, we're gonna do misunderstood lyrics. It's gonna be a fun, fun yes. episode, and and we're gonna have a surprise guest. So there'll be four of us. What? I'm not, I'm not gonna tell you who it is. We're gonna have a surprise guest. It'll be fun. Um, I, there won't be a playlist for this, but these are the rules. Do we have to get dressed up? No, no, that's okay. You're Can I wear face paint? Look, first of all, Eric, you have phenomenal hair and an amazing beard. Thank you. You know, so you yeah. shine no matter what. Can Gilbert, I wear face paint. The hair looks good, man. If it makes if it makes you feel better. Will we be recording Sunday on a I don't, Sunday I, I during don't the think, day, or would it be a late night episode? I don't think Gilbert can. Okay, no, that that's what determines if I'm gonna wear face paint or not. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you can't wear face paint at night. You can't wear face paint at night. It's it's, it's a bitch to wash off, man. Yeah. Trust so me. so and then you know, again, you have this great beard, this great hair. Gilbert has an incredible selection of hats. You know, since I have none of that going for me, I, I sold have the back wall. I have the back wall. That's yeah. But um, you have, you, no, you have you have a, a collection of t-shirts. Did you finally get those Cobra Kai or what is it? Eagle Fan No, man, shirts? I'm not gonna get them till like uh till like late February. Oh, they're not they're in production. Yeah, Damn, they, they fucking did the old switch and bait or yeah. and switch. It's okay, I'm still excited. Either one. Okay. But um <laughs> But we're gonna have a special guest. 
no playlist. So these are the rules. So each of you will pick five songs of misunderstood lyrics. Should I should I be writing this down? Uh, no, you're, you're gonna forget anyway. <laughs> I always feel like this becomes a competition, not because it is, but you know, just because it always ends up that way. But uh, but look, it it could be songs that are notably notably misunderstood, or a song that you've misunderstood your whole life and you recently realized, oh shit, that's not what it says. Got so, it. So each you you say you got it, and then and then no, but I'm joking. But um, so. Sounds fun. Sounds fair. Love it. I'm in. All right. Perfect. Gilbert, you want to let people know where you're DJing and what you're doing this uh, this upcoming week? Well, I'll be in downtown Miami or downtown Dayton in Miami uh-huh. uh, on Friday and Saturday. I'll be at Hidden Gardens in Las Olas in Fort Lauderdale. And I just got noticed that the wharf is opening up again in Fort Lauderdale. Hopefully it stays open this time. <laughs> people, please do not act like Animals, smart. yeah, and put some keep your masks on, and and then we can enjoy some parties. Just be considerate. That's all the world is asking. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> Eric, you got anything? I do. Um, wiping thoroughly and washing your hands after a bowel movement are the two most important ways to prevent order and the spread of pathogenic bacteria. <sighs> For people who have solid bowel movements, this will mean wiping with toilet tissues. Other may need alternative ways to clean the anus and the rectum, including a bidet, a syringe ball, or wet wipes. This could be due to rectal pain, injury, such as anal fissures, surgery, or hemorrhoids. Sorry, I said that we were right. After comfortably passing a stool, I listen, this is my intentions. I just want to show the world how to wipe their ass properly. Got it. After comfortably passing a stool, always remember to wipe from front to back avoiding any skin-to-skin contact with the stool. Simply reach behind your back and between your legs using plenty of crumpled or folded toilet tissue and wipe backwards from the perineum, the space between the genitals and the anus, towards and past the anus. I I thought that was the gooch. (laughs) The gooch. gooch. (laughs) People who are unable to reach around behind their backs because of weight, injury, or arthritis. Or if you have hooks for hands. Or hooks for hands. <laughs> I would just stick like a sponge or like a cork or something and yeah. just like, you know, twist it around. Can reach between their, the legs as long as they wipe from front to back, not back to front. Mm-hmm. Ladies, wiping from front to back is especially important uh, for women as this prevents fecal matter from entering the urethra. Accidental exposure to fecal matter is one of the leading causes of urinary tract infections in women. Everyone, please remember, if you love your anus, your anus will love you. (laughs) All right, kids. Have a good one. Have a good night. And wipe your ass. Later. Amazing.